like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We're going local for today's Song of the Soul. We've got Chris Hayden here a few-year resident of the Chippewa Valley. Chris has not yet dropped his first album, or even an EP, but he's got lots of songs, performed sporadically, and has some videos awaiting you on YouTube. With elements of punk rock, jazz, and Asian poetry, his music is surprising, intricate, and supplements his Zen nature, deeply involved in Tai Chi, rolfing, and other bodywork. Chris Hayden joins me in person today right here in Eau Claire. Chris, it's so good to have you here today for Song of the Soul, including your alter ego, Ned. Thank you very much, Mark. It's great to be here for both of us. Not everybody brings both parts of their personalities to these interviews. I think we have to start off right away. I've always known you as Chris Hayden, the Tai Chi teacher at the yoga center that my wife runs, a friend of my stepson, Jamie, and actually through your wife, Astrid, who I met through Quaker Meeting, I've known you as Chris, but I understand there's this other person, Ned Brown, who's lurking there. Tell me who Ned Brown is. Ned Brown is almost a part of me and not a part of me at the same time. And it uh, goes back to when my brother and I were little kids and we would make up what we thought were silly names and, and base characters around those names. So Ned Brown was one of those characters who... Started out as just like kind of a silly person and then evolved into some kind of mysterious trickster character that played pranks on people and, and made funny faces and stuff. And how did he become your musical persona? Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking of, of what name I would want to go with. I thought about using my own name, but kind of that idea of sort of a mysterious outsider who uh, kind of can speak to things from the periphery was what interested me a lot, as well as kind of the mischievous nature of the, the character in my head. Because I know you originally through Tai Chi in the Yoga Center, I know you're into meditation studies and body practices, rolfing, all of these things. Because that's the way I originally knew you. I was surprised when I saw you post a song that you had just done, a video that you had just done on Facebook. And I listened to it and I said, wow, this really shows me another part of Chris Hayden or Ned Brown. So I was wondering, what is the interface between those two parts of you, your body practices versus your musical being? Where I saw something you posted on your Earth and Sky Bodyworks website said, 
if he weren't a body worker, he'd probably be on the road playing guitar. Yes, that is a big part of my life. And to me, it's, it's one continuity. You know, mind-body arts includes music, the expressive quality of mind-body arts. You know, Tai Chi and bodywork therapy are not as creatively expressive, although they're certainly creative. But all of those things, you know, to me and to a large number of historical traditions are kind of contained in one basket. You know, if you look at the old East Asian traditions where like there would be a samurai who would also be a flower arranging master or a tea ceremony master or a calligraphy master, you know, and combine all those things into one, one sense of being, I guess. So which came first, the lotus or the guitar? <laughs> yeah, the guitar, definitely. I was, you know, even as a little kid, just always jumping around, singing to songs, and pretending that I was on stage performing and that stuff. So that kind of got uh, got put to the side, and I got really interested in meditative arts, specifically, and, and healing arts. And now it's it's kind of making a comeback. I thought, well, I'm middle-aged now. It's time for me to, to do this thing that I've wanted to do for a long time and really get serious about recording and playing out a little bit more as a solo musician. I understand that you're working up to growing for your black belt, that you damaged your foot, you broke some toes, broke your foot. I mean, it's it's kind of a serious thing. One thing I found in my own life is sometimes you have what looks like an imposition that takes you out of one role in your life. What I'm thinking is your bodywork stuff had to take back seat to your guitar playing in this period. So maybe that's a way of nature's way, God's way of saying, hey, maybe you better look over there. Yeah, my friend, uh, a chiropractor, Linda Capra, actually mentioned... This idea that Parker Palmer, I think, had that, you know, an injury is a good time to take stock of what is important to you and what's really meaningful. And so I did that and I, I sat there and I was like, music and uh, music, you know, <laughs> like that's the thing I've been missing a lot of. So I did. I've been playing like crazy the last few weeks. You know, it kind of gets the stress out to the frustration of not being able to move. <laughs> So, Chris, why don't we invite Ned Brown into the room to share a song? How would Ned Brown like to start off? Well, we're going to do a song that I usually start off a show with. The title is spelled H-E-Y-E, and you can pronounce it any way you want to.
to be say Heya, <laughs> the name of the song by Chris Hayden or by Ned Brown, as maybe is H-E-Y-E. Again, you didn't tell us, Chris, or you didn't tell us, Ned, why that song is not pronounceable. Is it from a foreign language? Is it from an altered state of mind? I mean, I get a sense from just the lyrics and what's going on there that there is some altered form of perception going on. Where did the name come from? Yeah, that's a really accurate perception, Mark. I think the name might have come out of the lyrics. The song was kind of based on some perceptual shifts of my own, and the title refers to um, saying hello to the audience. It's kind of an opening song, as well as introducing myself and seeing through the eye differently, the eye of the person and the eye that's visually linked, as well as just saying howdy to the people listening. And is that the way that you normally communicate with people on this alternate level? I, I don't know if this is presumptuous of me to say but I have a sense that maybe you're a little bit impatient with people who are too rooted in the humdrum daily life. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that that could be the case. I, I'm trying to be more patient because I really respect people who have, you know, a sense of organization and all that stuff. But to me, you know, the real interest comes in paradox and in shifts in meaning and multiple meanings of things new ideas and explorations and all that. So it's a little hard to keep all that organized on a day-to-day level. As I'm watching you play here, just, you know, we're sitting here together and I watch you interact with your guitar, there's almost a symbiosis that I feel between you and your guitar. I mean, I know you as a body worker, so I guess in some ways I expect you to be embodied, but the way that you are so strongly attuned to your guitar makes me think that you could do it in your sleep as well. What age did you start doing guitar at? I started a little bit when I was 12, and I played mostly electric until my mid-20s when I took up bass, electric bass, and played that for a while. And then almost seven or eight years ago, I really got into the acoustic, like seriously, and it became like, it took on a life of its own at that point. What was there about that progression from guitar to the electric bass to the acoustic that was finding the deeper place in you? I'm not sure I know. You know, at, at some point, there was just this sense of presence in my playing that I can't really explain too well. You know, Joanna Newsom, the great songwriter, said that music is a dark art. You don't know it too well, and you don't want to think about it too much because there's all that mystery in there. But at some point, this project took on a life of its own, and it almost was like the coming into existence of the Ned Brown part of my being, I guess. And when did you start writing songs? Have you been a vocalist as well? I I see particularly the deep love you have for the guitar. I was wondering, has he ever sung in a choir? Has a cappella ever called to you? It seems less intuitively obvious to me that that's where you started. Yeah, definitely instrument and also words. Those are my two main loves. And 
singing hasn't come easy. You know, it's something I've been developing, but I really like WordCraft. So it kind of came part and parcel. And then I saw characters like Leonard Cohen out there and I thought, well, if, you know, Leonard Cohen can do what he does, then maybe I got a shot at singing. So introduce us to another song and tell us why it's part of your Song of the Soul. And again, folks, we're speaking with Chris Hayden or Ned Brown. Ned Brown, you'll find on Facebook. We have the link on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Tell us about your next song. Yeah, this next song is called Selkie, and it's loosely based around the uh, mythological creature that's kind of the anti-siren, I guess. You know, it's a female water creature who is actually like kind of abducted by a fisherman sometimes and taken onto land to become his wife. And then occasionally will wake up and remember who she really is and then just take off back to the ocean and ditch out on the whole scene. So... You know, it's kind of been a theme of mine looking for liberation and how that sulky character kind of resonates with me, like returning to the sense of home and away from the, you know, what you call the humdrum, I think, of daily life, or maybe not even daily life, but of a certain mentality. So we're going to listen to Chris Hayden, a.k.a. Ned Brown, as he performs his song, Selkie, for Song of the Soul. Before the word is out, it's all been said and done Pour all your stories into the question And come the day you know It's calling to its own Come into this world dressed in another Forward every address before it's over you look where you belong All signs say welcome home Sweet sunburn down All gone to ground I'll sleep at sea Only Full of dust as fast as you make it Running low on time, now better not take it Take it on the road Nowhere left to go Time was not the life that we are living Time was the trail that life is leaving Ever here and gone Walking on the sun Wake me when you're done Dreaming on Where your freedom would be free Don't let them put a price but liberation could cost us our whole lives Waiting on the call No one there at all Sweet sunburn down All gone to ground I'll sleep at sea Oh, 
heavy weather building the clothes jump on the line Something recognition and none of it is mine Is it the wind that blows the open windows? Rocky shores calling the surf pounds in my breast Slip under the surface the winds are put to rest Is it the siren song my voice calling me home? Sweet sun burned down All gone to ground I'll sleep at sea Only If you knew what was coming You'd be running for the exit Ask me why I'm laughing, I'll say forget it, just forget it. You'll find Ned Brown on Facebook. I have a link on nordenspiritradio.org. If you went looking for Ned Brown, you might find him in the company of Chris Hayden. His website for his work is earthandskybodyworks.com. Again, both those links on our site. You'll find two very different and I maybe say complementary parts of a whole in this Ned and Chris embodiment. That song was Selkie from the Scottish and other countries myth. It's the seal type creature that comes along shore. She drops her skin. If you capture her skin, you can keep her from going back into the water. What element are you, Chris? Are you an air, wind, fire, water? Maybe you're an earth being. I don't really know. Uh, Yeah, I go with water all the way on that one. I tend to write about water imagery to a fault, and I kind of... (laughs) You know, I have an endless fascination with the liquid nature of things and at the same time, the kind of illusion of flow in things where, you know, you look at the sense of time that we have, like in the song Selkie and how it's not really as obvious as it might appear. I kind of am fascinated with that, I guess, the paradox or the difference between our perception of flow and what's really happening. And I kind of use that as a meditative fuel, I guess. You and I have a lot in common. I am just enamored with language. I sometimes feel like your songs are significant portion haiku. I also love paradox because some people paradox think of things as contradictory or they're on some one level contradictory. One of my favorites is you are a unique and irreplaceable individual just like every other person on this planet. Two statements that look contradictory, but in fact are completely 100% true. And so I do love Paradox. I don't know if you've ever actually had any contact with Parker Palmer's book, The Promise of Paradox. It's one of his books. So it's not surprising to me that you quoted him earlier. That kind of naturally comes out of a Quaker tradition. Now, I noted earlier on that you have connection with Zen community. Could you talk a little bit about your religious, historical, 
spiritual identity progression. And by the way, for me, I think it's equally important to talk about that which we experienced that didn't work as well as that which we worked. That's how you learn where the soft parts of the ground that are going to submerge yourself and those that will uphold you and where you're going. So what's your background, Chris or Ned? I guess speaking as Chris, since Ned is kind of mysterious to me, I grew up in a Catholic church, and uh, some elements of that resonated with me and some didn't. And I became an atheist agnostic pretty early on. But the drive towards something, what I would call depth, uh, led me into meditative traditions, particularly Zen Buddhism, um, with its emphasis on um, transcending opposites or working with opposites and paradox, getting to maybe a deeper experience of life that way. So I've been uh, practicing with several groups, and for a while even Zen Buddhism didn't take hold, but I, I found a group in Madison called the Midwest Soto Zen Community, and they were very much involved with trying to unearth your own natural koans, which are those deep questions that you know have no logical answer on the surface. And rather than give you koans to study, like what is the sound of one hand clapping, for instance, they would give you a technology, so to speak, to work with your own mind during meditation or during Zen practice to unearth your koans and then process them and really get into those questions that are haunting you and, and see what really you can derive from them, you know, not just be tormented by them, but, you know, what value do they have to you in addition to being freed from the torment? I'm fascinated by the juncture between your body work and your musical work, uh, poetic on different levels, I guess I'd say. My wife says that the rolfing that you did with her was almost miraculous in terms of its power for her. So I do hope people will check out earthandskybodyworks.com and find out more about you there. Is there a different part of the potentiality of your person that you access when you're doing something like rolfing versus when you're entering into the music as you are here today for Song of the Soul? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I would say that the music is more of a personal part of me, where I really turn inwardly and look at the questions that drive me, you know, any kind of wisdom I can have that I can relate back to myself to remember later, and that kind of thing. Whereas in body work, I'm even more trying to be just open to whatever is happening in the person I'm working with and their process. And it's a very similar creative flow, though. I think I agree with that, definitely. And it's almost hard for me to distinguish the two. I, too, grew up Catholic, by the way. Because you're considerably younger than I am, I had an experience that you didn't have that was, for my first 10 years on the planet, there was Latin Mass. And Latin Mass meant that it was in a language I didn't understand. So, in essence, I get to get into a meditative space because I'm not focusing on words and thoughts. I'm focusing on experience in some alternate way. So when I came to Quakers as a young adult, I think there's part of me that was prepared for that sinking within in order to go out. And that's how I think of it. And that's how I put it in my song. It's like I go within and by going deep enough within, I come outside. When you're doing rolfing, are you going into you? Or are you going into the universe? I, th I think that it's more of an outward thing into the other person, which is, of course, where your center is, too. Yeah, I think that's uh, really astute. I do think with music and especially lyricism, like I go inward. And then with Tai Chi and Rolfing and body work, I go more outward or more balanced maybe between, you know, I'm really in the physical element of being within my own body 
during the healing arts mind-body practices because I'm, if anything, I'm thinking, okay, relax my chest, let my shoulders drop, stay in my center, be open to what this person is, what I pick up from them. So it's much more of a basic physical awareness, whereas with music and lyricism, there's a physical element for sure in the body, but it ties in more with metaphors, visual imagery, stuff like that. And I'd almost certainly bet, if I were a betting person, that you have another song that you could share with us. Well, I've got a few. The next one I'll do is called Split Second. I guess I wouldn't call it a particularly spiritual song. I would just kind of think of it as a reminder to myself to avoid certain obnoxious behaviors in life. <laughs> it's not based on anyone in particular, although I definitely resonate with some of it. Facebook. You'll find Chris Hayden at earthandskybodyworks.com. And both those links are on nordenspiritradio.org. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Norden Spirit Radio production. When you want to track us down, go to nordenspiritradio.org. 
O-R-G. That's organic, not commercial. And you'll find almost 12 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests. So when you want to track down Chris or Ned, come by our site. There's also more information, song list, etc. on the site. And there's a place to post comments. We love two-way communication. We love listening as well as speaking. So please share your views when you come. Also, there's a place to donate, and this is 100% full-time work that is supported 100% full-time by you, the listener, not by corporations, not by government, but it's because you want this to continue. So click on Donate when you come. Even more important, though, I'd say is remember to support your local sources of media, and right up there at the top, I'd put your community radio stations, the kind of folks who carry this. Just this week, we attained 30 stations nationwide who are carrying our programs. So start out by supporting them, whether it's out in the east or the west, the south, central, whether it's Oklahoma or Massachusetts, Washington State, California, all of these places, they need your help to lift up a local voice. So please start by supporting them. Again, Chris Hayden is here, also known as Ned Brown, and he's sharing his song of the soul. And we just listened to Split Second. As you said, Chris, as you were introducing the song, that there's a bit of sarcasm. You're casting aspersions or nasturtiums or something at people. There's something I heard, I think it was just this past weekend, I heard someone talking about giving themselves a timeout. And I think that's what you're advocating there. Now, you said that might have been inwardly directed to yourself. But then in the last verse, you mentioned something about Ruth. You know, someone's full of Ruth or Ruthful, and you're playing with that and Ruthless. Who the hell is Ruth? (laughs) Well, you know, I like to play with those little words like Ruthful and Ruthless and stuff like that. And, you know, that, that song, I guess, is, it's a little bit of a compilation of just kind of negative behaviors that I've observed in myself and other people. And, yeah, it's a little bit of a spouting off about it and throwing nasturtiums around. Um, I have some qualms with writing songs that hold on to anger and negative feeling toward people because it's not really where I want to ultimately live, you know. But at the same time, sometimes they're just so compelling to me that I feel like I've got to bust out the sarcasm a little bit, you know, and get back into my old punk rock days. And I was going to ask you about that too, about your influences. Part of me feels like punk rock there, but part of me feels like there is some heavy jazz influence or something. I'm trying to put together who you came from musically, who your musical parents were. Well, we could have a whole episode, probably like most people, dedicated to that. I do think jazz was a huge influence growing up, you know, big time, especially with the chord progressions that they use and the complexity of chords. I just love a good chord more than anything. The punk and post-punk music of the, the 90s, Sonic Youth and Fugazi and bands like that had a lot of influence on me emotionally, I guess. Slater Kinney was another one that was really huge. So while I play acoustic, you know, like as a solo musician, some of my influences are other singer-songwriters like Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell and, you know, all those great classic people and Elliot Smith. But a lot of my influence is trying to take what I hear in more of the loud, amplified music and put it into an acoustic context to try to stretch what I can do with one instrument, which is a challenge. (laughs) It does feel to me like you get more volume out of an acoustic guitar than I've ever heard anyone do that was unamplified. Have you ever played as part of a band? Have you ever found a group of people playing together 
who got close to expressing your soul? Boy, you know, I've been in a few bands that were really good. Nothing along the lines of this, though, where it really is personal, vulnerable, you know, my own poetic sense included with it. You know, actually, I've had a hard time finding musicians who want to change time signatures all the time and change tunings all the time and stuff. So in another way, in a musical sense, this gives me a chance to stretch out as well. We do want to get as much of your music in as possible. So why don't we go to another song right away? Lead us on the path of your song of the soul. Okay, this next one is called Emerald Ash, and um, it's a brand new song which came up this spring after a series of kind of incidents that were just, you know, it's been a hard spring for a lot of us in the area. And uh, I had a, a friend die in Menominee quite young, and I myself got a couple broken toes. And, you know, it's just been kind of a dark and rainy spring, and the political situation is just nonstop tension, you know. So it's, it's just the contrast between this burgeoning new life again and also this sense of dread and, and uh, sorrow. Which leads us to Ned Brown's, Chris Hayden's song, Emerald Ash. Fell into spring shadow Between 
itself Breathe with me now Every song is in love With the silence Every heart lies in wait For the lost to come The song is Emerald Ash. The artist is Ned Brown, also Chris Hayden. You'll find links to both of them, uh, one on Facebook and one at his website, earthandskybodyworks.com, via northernspiritradio.org. Emerald Ash, when I first saw the name, unfortunately, I guess sadly, what sprung to my mind was Emerald Ash Borer, a little pest being such a destroyer of beautiful ash trees at this point. But the other thing that I noted about that song right away is that it's a geographical song. When you mention November's five-month shadow, that is not a song that you would say in, for instance, Florida or something. November doesn't have the same shadow that it has here. You've been a northern boy all your life? Never went to school down in some more clement weather? Nope, about as clement as it got was Kansas, which, depending on your view, wasn't too clement at all. <laughs> yeah, been a northern boy my whole life. I really love the change of seasons. This spring, I was looking a lot at the buds on the trees and how the shades of color like resembled the autumn color, really. You know, it was like looking at the fall leaves in their various colors, except it was different colors of buds coming out. And I just thought, oh, this is November's five-month shadow, you know, coming back out. I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this considering your love of paradox, but I've interviewed a lot of musicians over the years, and at least a handful of them have been Quakers or in other ways in practice meditation like you're doing. When your practice is silence, that seems contradictory to a person who wants to make a lot of noise, but you say it very explicitly in that song that every song is in love with the silence. What do you mean when you say that in your song? It's a kind of a reminder to myself a little bit. Uh, take time, you know, remember the silence when you're playing. That without silence, obviously, there's no music. And that, you know, every song has to end and return into, if not silence, then some other sound, you know. So it can be taken a couple of different ways to me. I've also wondered, sometimes when I get to that perfect silence... That's where I actually hear songs. Do you have songs that emerge straight from it? Do you hear the chords there, or are the chords always when your fingers are playing with your guitar? I've heard a few songs that have just kind of been preformed in my head, especially vocal melodies will kind of pop into my head when I'm not playing. Usually at odd moments, you know, like the usual, like you're cooking or doing dishes or something, and suddenly you have this melody where you have to go and abandon what's on the stove and probably burn it in the process, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, normally I'm, you know, I'm not as, uh, I guess, naturally as gifted where I can just like hear all the stuff in my head and transmute it into my fingers. 
Well, why don't you perform some more of your alchemy of sound and silence and give us another song? I think I'll do one called Pictures, which is kind of another more meditative piece that came out of experiences doing uh, Zen practice and meditation. And a lot of these songs really are reminders to myself, you know, in retrospect, like I write all these lyrics and I think, oh, that's really cool. And then I realize that I'm trying to tell myself something. And sometimes I don't even get what they're saying until quite a ways afterward, you know, and, and so something in me is working to produce that effect. And this is one of those songs. A song from Ned Brown, Chris Hayden, for Song of the Soul. Here it is, Pictures. Pictures on the surface Coming from the nowhere Returning to themselves Returning to each other Innocence They are innocent Of it all And will be forever Unknown to it Lucent In your luminescing The dimming distances Ever carried On your life Pictures on the surface All containing nothing Shining through the darkness As if they're only dreaming Innocence, they are innocent Of it all and will be Forever unknown to it Lucent in your luminescing the dimming distances ever carried on your light all this time on your light in the great unknown where we have no greater purpose but to belong in the face of everything that's changing Anything we name has our name written all over its face Where it's woven quite inextricably into the great alone Where there is no way but to find a way Ever 
carried on your light all this time on your light and the great unknown where we have no greater purpose but to belong in the face of everything that's changing and anything we name as our name written It's woven quite inextricably into the great alone where there is no way but to find our way. Oh no, oh no. Chris Hayden and Ned Brown have brought together for you today a uh, a mixture of punk rock and jazz and haiku. And I have to say that my ears are learning to experience what you've got in those songs. I'm not particularly a big fan of jazz, in part because I have trouble carrying a tune normally, and jazz just stretches me far beyond my abilities. I do love singing along. And it's so clear how deep you're going into that kind of a song. And yet, you know, the poetry that you're using there when you're talking about light, that's my favorite metaphor for the divine, for the big thing, the outside. What words do you generally like to use to talk about it? And do you still consider yourself an atheist, whatever that is? Yeah, you know, I thought about it coming to the show because I figured we'd be able to discuss this stuff. You know, I, I don't know if atheist is the right word, maybe agnostic, but in the sense of an agnostic who's working on things and not just saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't care, that kind of thing. Zen Buddhism to me is like the technology for that, and Tai Chi is the technology for that, and music is the technology for that, working on those big issues, and not to come to some kind of belief necessarily, but to, um, I guess, find resolution, you know, would be the way I'd put it. So, yeah, light is a great metaphor to me. I think, you know, in this song, it can be the light of the listener themselves, or the light of a deity, or a light of everyone I'd like to leave a lot of the meaning open to people because I feel like in a spiritual context, it's very important that people have their own personal meaning, you know, in a song. I have the sense, Chris, in your songs, a lot of time you're talking about the search for harmony, and yet typically your tool for doing that in your music is jazz, which I think practices dissonance as a way of leading to harmony. So I'm dealing with a lot more paradoxes, and I'm not sure how many paradoxes I can handle in one day. <laughs> People look a little stunned after a show sometimes because it's just so much coming at them that they're not used to, you know. So um, the next song I'll throw in, I'll kind of slow it down a little bit to <laughs> make life easier. <laughs> but right now I will do the song called Mission Light. And having said I'm a, an agnostic, I guess that this song is kind of a prayer for wisdom. That's kind of how I look at it. So my beliefs are a little nebulous, but, you know, they depend on what song I'm writing or the day. It's more of the search for me and the questions. But the song is, is a prayer for wisdom and the base of, like, beliefs that fail you. And it's called Mission Light. Carry down. Don't want to bear no more Don't need nothing new to believe So go and blow out the temple torches Dowsing through unpleasant dreams Still drowsy from all the 
asleep Can't see at all too clearly Through the glare of my own reflection Haunted in the morning sun All I wanted was come undone Now I seem to be needing something Less than before it all began Break it down by a million cracks Find the places where it lacks Don't push it, it just pushes back So let it collapse of its own accord Or maybe the weight of a single word Omission light Make it easier Make it easier Make it easier Omission light Make it easier to climb Cause I'm coming home By harder roads tonight Everything is as it was I will go my ordinary Right along with everything Count me among the living for now Speaking only simple words Take my meals one at a time Paging through all of the places That I used to let it slip on by And one day they will come for you And no creature comforts with do You will find me then beside myself Where I made up the answers We are all what we all are I can take it for only a second at once The wreck of what we directed Just to walk on empty fields we play on While forming some great expectations Mission light, make it easier Mission light, make it easier, make it easier. A mission light, make it easier to climb. Cause I'm coming in by harder roads tonight. Mission light, make it easier, make it easier. Light, make it easier, make it easier. Omission light, make it easier to climb. Cause I'm coming home by harder roads tonight.
and that was Mission Light. It was the song that actually led to me inviting Chris Hayden here today in his personage of Ned Brown to share his song of the soul. I saw the video via Facebook, and that led me on this mission to invite you to share your song of the soul, Chris. Again, folks, we've been speaking with Chris Hayden, also known as Ned Brown. Look for Ned Brown via our link on Facebook. Chris Hayden, you can also find at earthandskybodyworks.com. I highly recommend him as your source for a practitioner of rolfing, tai chi, and other forms of body work. So please follow those links from nordenspiritradio.org. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Ned, for being with us here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's an honor to be here, and it's been a great time just chatting. I look forward to much more. Remember, folks, to follow the links on nordenspiritradio.org. Big thanks to Catherine Thomas for production assistance on today's program, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a Song of the Soul.